Our scripture for this morning comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 6 through 8, and then 19 through 28. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. This is the testimony given by John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny it, but confessed, I am not the Messiah. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, No. Then they said to him, Who are you? Let us have an answer for those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees. They asked him, Why then are you baptizing if you are neither the Messiah, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? John answered them, I baptize you with water. Among you stands one whom you do not know, the one who is coming after me. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandal. This took place in Bethany, across the Jordan, where John was baptizing. The word of God for us this morning. Thanks be to God. Today in our scripture, we learn about John. John was said to be a man sent from God. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. Now, normally when we hear about a witness, we immediately think about a crime because we're used to a witness seeing something happen and telling the story of what went on. You see, a witness is a person that personally experienced or saw something happen. It doesn't have to be a crime. It can actually be, you can be a witness to a good thing. You can be a witness to a celebration. You can witness a party. You can witness a birth. There's so many good things we can witness. But a lot of times, like I said, we associate it with, with negative things. But one thing that is true about a witness is that they can't just hear the story about what happened from somebody else and repeat it. If they do that, it's hearsay, and it's not even admissible in court, right? You can't just tell the story that somebody told you that somebody told them, you know. You have to actually have been there or been a part of it or experienced it in order to be considered a witness. So why is this important? Because we are told that John came as a witness to testify to the light. He came as one who knew the light, had experienced the light in his own life, and then was willing to testify to the light. You see, he knew something about the light that made him believe that the light of God was coming into the world. So John was a witness, but he wasn't just a witness. We're told that he was a witness who wanted to testify to the light. And testifying is very important because there's a lot of people that are witnesses. There's people that see things happen every day. But there's a limited number of people who are willing to step forward and testify and put their name behind the statement that they saw or they experienced something. 
John was saying, I am coming to testify, to go on record, that the light of God is coming into the world, that you need to get ready for it. John was saying, I'm not just a witness, I am here to testify to that fact, to tell you that it's true. John came so that those who heard him and saw him would know that the light was indeed coming into the world and so that they would believe. And so this was his testimony. What we have in scripture on verses 19 through 28 is actually John's testimony about the light. And I want you to hear what happens. John is actually being questioned just like you would be in court. He was being questioned by the priests and the Levites. They had been sent from Jerusalem out into the wilderness where John was proclaiming the coming light of God and the kingdom of God and baptizing people. And they had been sent out there to find out what he was doing, who he was, what he was about. You see, they didn't know what to make of John. They didn't know who he was. And so they come and they ask him, who are you? Are you the Messiah that we are waiting for? And John immediately says, no, let me stop you right there. I'm not the Messiah. I am not the one who you are waiting for. So they said, well, if you're not the Messiah, are you, are you the prophet or are you Elijah? Are you one of those? And he again stopped them and said, nope, that's not me. You know, and he doesn't tell them who he is. He simply says, nope, that's not me. And they say, well, if you're not the prophet, and if you're not Elijah, and if you're not the Messiah, then who are you? And he said to them, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. As the prophet Isaiah said, well, <laughs> they felt like they got no answer. To who he was. You see, this testimony does not satisfy them. In many ways, they still didn't know who he was. And so they asked him, they said, then if you're not the prophet, if you're not Elijah, if you're not the Messiah, then why are you out here baptizing? Why are you out here doing this? Why have you chosen to live this way, wearing, you know, camel's hair and eating wild honey? Why would you do this? And when John heard their question, he said, you have no idea what's coming, do you? I baptize you with water, but among you stands one whom you do not know, the one who is coming after me. In fact, I'm not even worthy to get down and untie his sandals. You know, John was saying, you, have, you haven't seen anything yet. If you think my ministry out here, if you think what I'm doing out here is so great, just wait, because someone greater is coming. You know, in another scripture, it says, you know, I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with fire. I mean, he was saying what's coming is so much greater. You see, John's testimony revealed that he knew that the Messiah was already among them, that he just hadn't been revealed, that it hadn't been told yet which one of them it was, but that the Messiah was already here, and it was just a matter of him being revealed to the world. And this was his testimony. He said, I come to testify about the light that has come into the world. So there you have it. 
This is his witness. This is his testimony about Jesus who was coming after him. So what can we learn from this testimony? What is it that we can gather from this testimony of John? Well, I think like John, we have to admit that we are not the Messiah. Admitting we are not the Messiah and that we are not the light is actually very liberating. It means that salvation does not rest with us. It means that our salvation depends on the light of Christ that is being reflected in our lives. That we are not the light, so our light is actually from Christ and to others. It's passing through us into other people's lives. And that is actually liberating because He is the Messiah. He is the Savior. He is the one that we are reflecting into the world and the one that the world needs to see. When I thought about this, I thought about things in our lives that actually reflect light but contain no light of their own. And the first example that immediately came to mind was a mirror because we know that mirrors don't contain lights of their own. I know, I know, some mirrors, they, they fit them with lights all the way around the edges. But the reality is that that mirror is not producing any light. It is reflecting the light from those light bulbs. It is reflecting the light in the room. But the mirror itself does not contain or produce any light by itself. If you were to put that mirror in a dark room, there would be no light because the mirror does not produce the light. So what does the mirror do? It reflects that which it receives, which reminds us basically that we can only reflect the light of Christ that we ourselves have received. That goes along with what we have understood from John's testimony. He was able to testify about the light because he had received and experienced the light, and therefore he could share it with others. The other illustration that immediately came to mind was that of the moon. Because as you might know, the moon does not contain any light by itself. It actually reflects light that it receives from the sun. If it wasn't for the sun, we couldn't see the moon because the light would not be there reflected so that we could actually see it at night. And so when I think about that illustration and I think about the fact that the moon has no light, I realize that I am like the moon. I have no light without the Son of God being the light of my life. I am in total darkness like the moon would be if the sun's light could not reach it. And here's where the illustration gets really interesting. Because as you know, there are some nights in which it's pitch black, it's dark. You can't see the moon. The reason for that is because during those nights, the earth has placed itself between the sun and the moon. And the light of the sun can't reach the moon to bounce back to the earth. On those nights, there is no moon because the, the earth is in the way. How many times do things in our lives get between us and Jesus? They get between us and Jesus to the point that we're not able to reflect his light like we're supposed to. And people are not able to see the light of Christ because we have let the junk of everyday life get in the way. 
I think we learn from John's testimony that we cannot let the temporal or the things about this earth and this life and this world get in the way of our witness of Jesus Christ as the light of the world. When these things limit the light of Christ that is coming from us, it affects our witness to others and it puts our testimony in jeopardy. When the moon reflects the light of the sun, even if it's only a little bit, you are still seeing reflected light from the sun. And I say that because we all know that there are times in our lives when we feel like we're not truly living in the light of Christ like we should. We don't feel like we're reflecting that light into the world. And it might be one of those nights where you can only see a sliver of the light of Jesus in your life. But I want to encourage you because on those nights, there is still light shining from you. Jesus is still being seen in you, even if it is a little. And have you ever entered a period in your life in which you feel like you've entered darkness? Even then, there is hope. Because as you know, when the moon goes dark on a particular night, all you have to do is wait. Because a night or two after that, maybe three nights, you'll be able to look up and see a sliver of light and a small piece of the moon where the sun is started to reflect its light on it. And what happens over time is that slowly that light continues to increase until the moon shines bright in full glory as a full moon. And I think that the light of Christ can do that in our lives. It can continue to shine brighter and brighter in our lives the more that we are exposed to the light of the Son of God, Jesus Christ. The way we do that is by continuing to be about the light of Christ to continue to be in the Word of God, to continue to be in prayer, to continue to be in worship, to continue to do the things that we can to get more and more of the light of Christ in our lives so that more of it can be reflected out into the darkness that is our world. This Christmas, I want to invite you to be like John. I want you to be sent by God. I want you to be a witness who testifies about the light of Christ that you have experienced. And I want you to share with others that you believe that Jesus is the light that can shine into their darkness. That even in the darkness that we have experienced in 2020, the light of Christ shines brightly and brings us hope. Today, I want you to commit yourself to remember that Jesus is the light of the world and that he overcomes all darkness, no matter how dark it gets. I pray that you will share the light and that you will remind others that Jesus is the light of the world that illuminates everyone. Let us pray. Dear God, we thank you for giving us the light of Christ. We ask, O oh Lord, that you will make our lives like mirrors that reflect that light unto other people's darkness, that we will continue to reflect the light in every direction and to every person we meet so that they might come to your light 
and to be sharers of your light. In Jesus Christ we pray, amen.